special guest today in Cam Rogers from the UMass Dartmouth track and field team, fresh off of you know a New England's appearance on his way to nationals. This is your field athlete of the year. This is a rookie of the year. This is a seven uh, school record holder at Durfee. He gave me the full rundown of his accolades, but we'd be here for quite a while on the intro if I had to run through the entire list. So I figure, you know, a couple school records, the rookie of the year, field athlete of the year, uh, nationally ranked, nationally placed multiple times now. Um, so Cam, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Can't complain. So obviously you guys just, um, you guys won the LECs, which was huge for you. Um, you got you got your accolade for field uh, field athlete of the year. Um, where where does the team stand right now? Because obviously the team's been having some success as well as you. Uh, where do you stand? Where are you going in terms of uh, placements at the the New Englands and then going into nationals, um, as well as some of your teammates? Where are they? Are they heading to nationals with you, or uh, you know just the success they had this season as well with you? All right, so I'll uh, start off with the team. So. Returning champions, my freshman year, 2019, it was. We went out conference and we had All-American George Papoulis. We had, honestly, a good amount of talent that could be spread around to a bunch of events. It doesn't, we didn't, we weren't, we didn't pull up to the meet stack at all, but we had a lot of guys to just go and have a day. So we we're kind of hoping we can replicate the same thing with this conference meet this year. And honestly, I already knew I had a workload ahead of me. My freshman year, I did five events at that meet. This year, another five events again. So it was just a loaded day. A lot of people execute and did better than what they expected. We weren't even expected to win that meet. Just the same thing it was uh, my freshman year. So we just came out and we did our thing, honestly. I'm really proud of all my teammates. It's it's impressive that like you're able to win multiple events like i can't even fathom the amount of energy it'll take into one sprint or one high jump or anything to or, or relays or throwing like to be able to compete in multiple events because you know there's a lot of people that are able to specialize like you know obviously throwing and stuff like that is going to be a little different from people who can compete in running and racing there's different builds involved like javelin stuff like that those are just different Obviously, you can build into different body types and specialize, but to be able to compete in multiple events uh, is pretty impressive. And, and the shout out there to George too. George, you know, he got robbed the nationals his uh, his final year, but still, you know, you two the fastest dudes that I've ever seen, at least in person. Yeah, uh, that just come down to uh, a lot of training. I owe a lot of credit for what I am today. I always say it to my high school coaches helping me get to where I am today, seeing a lot of potential in me. Because before I came here, originally I'm from Virginia, Newport News, Virginia. Then I moved up to uh, over to North Carolina. And when I was there, I uh, I was I was an 800 runner in middle school. Skinny kid, you know, kind of nerdy, skinny, whatever. And then I came up here walking in Durfee in the hallway, like literally my first day at Durfee. And coach coach sleep sees me in the hallway he's he has a little raspy voice like hey kid you want to you want to run track i'm like yeah i want to run track so obviously i come out and then after it they make me a hurdler so that kind of kicked off my journey like i'm gonna hurdle so yeah i was the training was intense especially with coach joe lamar uh paralympian medalist very knowledgeable guy he'll push you to do great things as long as you buy in is the main thing yeah i think so. that's 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 where a lot of success i think between the high school and college level is especially at the division three level is the dedication because everybody's you know everybody's paying to go to school at that point you know regular students you're paying the same as a regular student and you're gonna have to do all the same workload uh it's a matter of your commitment to the process so yeah let's delve into uh, a little bit of the of the time at Durfee. Like you said, the growth and the grind came a lot through training, a lot of help through your strength and conditioning program there. Um, kind of run me through, like, freshman to senior year, like, the growth and kind of finding your way into, like, obviously you said, like, you ended up running the 400, the, the 400 hurdles. Um, you know, th the growth through events that you had, 
and obviously from freshman to senior year, then making your decision into college. Kind of kind of run me through what it was like going through high school at Durfee um, and, and building into you know what what platform you have today. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, freshman, my freshman year, I moved up. I moved up actually at, towards the end of my freshman year, and I actually started track at Durfee my sophomore year. So I didn't even run. I didn't even compete, do any track field, any sports at all my freshman year at Durfee. It was actually my sophomore year. So I came out for uh, winter track there at Durfee. Decided I wanted to try sprinting out because it was literally like this. You got there's Coach Lamar, who's a distance coach, and you got Coach Sleep, the sprint coach. Then they're, they're like, all right, sprinters with Sleep, distance with Lamar. I was like, I don't want to do distance anymore. I want to sprint. So I stayed over with Sleep, and then I get over there. He gets me training on some hurdles. And uh, I'm not going to lie, at the start, I, I, I didn't realize until now that I'm older the potential they saw in me. And I thought they were kind of like, picking on me or stuff like that but they were trying to push me because they knew I could be something good and then eventually I kept training I'm like wow I'm, I'm running faster times and doing better I wasn't any good at the start doing high jump I wasn't any good with hurdles couldn't three-step or anything but I uh I bought in I won my first my first 400 outdoor race I think it was my first win in general uh Notre Dame Academy it was uh freshman sophomore meet it was I won that I got me a little trophy that I still have to this day it's in my room in Far River probably collecting dust <laughs> but uh I won and I was just it was the best feeling like I was like wow I'm, I'm actually good at something and after that I was like I'm gonna try to be the best I can so <laughs> sophomore year I compete. I made a D1 states, and I eventually, because it was we were the Big Three conference in Fiber. It was Durfee, um, Dartmouth, Dartmouth, right? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. No, no, Dartmouth was Big Three. Oh, oh yeah. Now it's SEC. Yeah, now it's SEC. Whereas Dartmouth and Bridgewater Random's in there, and Dartmouth too. But it was Big Three with uh, Durfee, New Bedford, and Brockton. So we get to those meet, we get to that meet, and that's when I got introduced to my high school nemesis, Jordan Williams. Shout out Jordan Williams from Brockton, my man. He also is a big reason that I'm where I'm at today because he was one of my main focus of training. Like I want to beat this kid. I and I'm not gonna lie, that was the only time I beat him in that four and four hundred hurdles in my high school career. My sophomore year, D1 states, I finished. I don't even remember what I placed in that race. I wasn't even looking to win or go to all states. I was just happy I was there. And me and him were in the same race. And my coach, he just, I didn't know where he was. He, he described me, if it was the 401 meter hurdles, I would have lost to him. That's how close it was. I beat him that once and never beat him 400 hurdles again. <laughs> hold hold that hold that one over his head whenever you see him. Whenever you just have that. I know. I'm hey, like, yeah, that I one time. The <laughs> yeah, the one time. But then afterwards, you know, we move up, go over to my junior year. I, I don't know if I started my intense training. I did a, I did a good amount of training my sophomore year summer. I would run about three, 3.8. I have a route in Farber. It's about 3.85 miles. I would run that. I know for sure my my junior year in the, uh, after my junior year in the summer, I ran that route every single day religiously. And in the summer, like every single day I would wake up Sometimes I wouldn't even brush my teeth. I would wake up and I would just headphones on, running shoes, go run the route, come back, brush my teeth, whatever, eat, and I feel amazing. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even eat sometimes. I would just go run. Yeah, morning morning runs, especially in the summer around here, when you can beat that humidity. I do like a three mile ish one, or at least when I did, um, it was around it's around a pond. So it was just you got to get out early. You got to beat it before the sun and the humidity hit. And it, oh, yeah. any anytime you work out early in the morning, a lot of my bench PRs and stuff, when I was benching real heavy and doing a lot of the bodybuilding stuff before I started, decided to play football again in college, again, we're early mornings, 5, 6 in the morning. It sets your day off so well. You know, if you get to bed early and you put the time in and, and just it's easier, it just you just feel more 
complete with how your day is going to go. You know, your confidence is high. I think you have the right endorphins going. I like. I, I totally agree with that in terms of the feel of the early morning grind and how that feels. You know, you know, going throughout your day, and it's a good discipline thing too to be able to wake up and just go. Oh yeah, for sure. And then that uh that definitely helped me a lot. When I got back to school, my conditioning was all the way high, and I played football too at Durfee when I was there. I was three sport athlete, football. Indoor track, outdoor track, and um, I get to track season junior year. Got to made it to states for indoor and outdoor. I'll do high jump hurdles, and um, I think I placed thirteenth in the all state meet that year. I think I I, I didn't run a, I didn't run a good race at all in the divisional meet. I barely made it into all states. I finished like tenth or something. So it's it's top two finishers from each division and then the next six fastest times go to all states or something i'm pretty sure that's how it is and i just made it in i didn't have a good race at all and then i made it to the all me in fitchburg and i finished 13th in the state my junior year so i'm like wow i'm getting closer and closer like i'm getting closer i'm one of the top guys in the state top 20 now train harder i'm off season i finished i got back Oh, funny story about that too. I had to fill out a uh, a paper to ride with my coaches in the car, and all states it's hot. It's hotter around that time of year, so I walk. I I didn't have a car. My mom would give me rides and stuff, so I would walk to uh, Durfee from my house to uh, go to like Saturday practice, anything like that. It's hot. I get there, and I realize I forget to slip. And my coaches being like the hard, tough coaches they were, or at least Lamar, he's like, we can't, we can't take you. Run back to your house and go get it. It's probably like 85, 90 degrees outside. I literally run all the way home, grab the slip. I get about halfway back and they come pick me up. He's like, all right, now good. When we get there, you're going to be warmed up. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, bro, what? So I was already had a bit of like, I see a two-mile warm-up before I even got to Fishbury to run my race. I could already feel the hamstring cramp coming on from running in 90-degree weather, at least, at least it, for me it personally. Was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I will never forget that. We got there, ran the race. I still have the video of the race now. It was still pretty good, you know. And uh, fast forward senior year, everything just took off. Everything everything started to land in place. All that, All that time that you put together – you know, all the commitment, like you said, just the time and energy finally flew into you, into a big senior year. Oh, yeah. Um, even still, the junior year, I was still doing other events, too. I would do long jump, um, one-ten hurdles, triple jump, uh, relays, all that stuff like that. But Jordan Williams still, I was still competing with him throughout the whole year. He would always beat me. I was just like, man, I want to beat this guy so bad. Then we get to, and he was division one too. It was not, so it's not like I can go win my division, then see him at all states, and then try to beat him there. I got to face him in D1, then all states for not only the 400 hurdles, but pentathlon, because I did pentathlon in high school too. So uh, me and him broke the state record in pentathlon. He beat me. I was like, all right. So that, and that was set up we compete D1's Thursday, then D1 for hurdles on, uh, I had hurdles and high jump actually on Saturday. So I had like a day break to recover from that pentathlon, just five events. So I was doing like seven events. I, I can't even fat, like the shape, the, obviously like the physical condition you have to be in to be able to do that and not only do it, like maybe one thing to just complete them, to compete at the highest level, can't, can't say enough good things. Can't commend you enough. I, was, I, know, I, was, yeah, I was a lot younger, so I don't know. I just, if you would tell me to go do something, I would be able to do it. Like, my training for the pentathlon, for the distance, I think it was the 1,000 or the 1,500. The, the, I think it was two days or a day before, Coach Amara is like, all right, for that training, we're just going to have you run 10, 10 400s. And I was running them at at least 85% pace. And 400s is, is a tough flag. 
you hear 10 four even three four hundreds like four four hundreds you just like uh, 10 four hundreds did it that's the thing went off we did good and then the very next week was the all state so then i did the same thing again i did pentathlon against jordan again and uh on thursday what was it yeah thursday and then i had uh hurdles and a high jump on saturday so yeah i finished second in the state there and i didn't compete at new england's because i had made new balance nationals and i just need a break you know try to get fresh for that i was excited for that that was an awesome experience for me so where did the new balance where did the new balance nationals uh, this take take place where was that event held uh at nc in north carolina which is very close to where i was living i'm very familiar with that track and that was the same place that this past spring nationals last season was so that was i think that's there it's going to be there every time every uh time for the new balance guys i think that's their outdoor track to run the nationals meets at so yeah that's so that that finish out your senior year going to there and just taking that little that little breather going to new balance yeah so yeah that was my last high school career like competition um i was that was the jersey i competed in you're not really you're not allowed to compete in the uh your school's uniform there. So technically I was running under Hilltopper Track and Field Club, not Durfee High School. So I uh I qualified I qualified for that at D ones my senior and then I I PR'd again at uh All State so next week to better my thing. But I got there. I qualified in high jump too also for emerging elite. There's championship emerging elite. I made championship four hundred hurdles and emerging elite high jump. And hurdles didn't go too well. Probably my worst race. So I was I was upset. It was hot out there too. I uh, so apparently there's a rule that I wasn't aware of because it was my first time there. And any event 400 meters and under has to use blocks. And I never used blocks for the 400 hurdles. I use it for like anything underneath, but. I, in high school, I would never use blocks. And when I got there, it was like, all right, you have to put your foot in the pedals. Like the officials are going to check people and blocks will change your steps to the hurdle. So I got to the hurdle immediately, first hurdle. I usually leave with my right, left, kind of leaped over it and it was just sloppy from there. And I finished that race, I was sweating. I just sat down I, I wanted to cry, honestly. I, I really wanted to cry. But it made it better that uh, I had a high jump emergingly. I think it was, was it the next day or did I do, I can't remember if I did it before or after for emerging elite. I, uh, I got fourth there and I jumped my PR there. So I got a medal, medal was mad cool. I got it in my house. So I left with something good, but hurdles didn't go too, didn't go too hot. Yeah, I, I, I kind of joke with you all the time when I'm shouting you out in the Instagram stories like, Damn, man, it's gonna need a bigger trophy room. But then, like, in in, in 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 reality, we've already mentioned a couple of your favorite, you know, your medals and your awards. So I can only I can only imagine what it looks like. I got my my litter of stuff from you know from Little League and whatnot. But that's stuff that I can very easily say you know move on with it. But when you have all these stuff through high school and New Balance and nationals and states, it's like that's that's way more glamorous. That has that whole that's way more of a flash out there for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stay humble with it. Trying to stay humble. With it. <laughs> I do got a couple other pieces with me though. <laughs> we had our uh, metal. We had our presentation at halftime for the. Uh, I saw that it was on the stream for the game. So we wore some of our medals. Well, we wore the medals that I wore the medals that I got from the conference there. A bunch of my teammates did, but Swallow, the uh, thrower, who's also he's going to be going to nationals with me uh, next week. Uh, he, he was, he was like, dude, we should, we should wear all the conference medals we got. So I had went home and grabbed them. I didn't, I didn't wear all them. So I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to make all this noise or all these medals, <laughs> but got a couple here. Uh, Just a couple. <laughs> a few medals here. You know. Uh, these ones were the old, these little LEC ones were the old model. These are the ones, a lot flashier. Oh, I got ones. way more, way more. 
of a flash, flash going flash, on yeah. there. Yeah, those those see you got like one looks kind of like you know just like you know we're happy to have you here. The other one says like you won something. You get to you exactly. Got more, this this doesn't even look too gold. That looks like wrong. a participation. Like here, thanks for thanks for racing. You know, good good exactly, season. You know. The other one. Oh, let me see if you're stepping a game up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you close out uh, your high school career. Kind of talk me through like the process of finding your way over to UMass Dartmouth. What it was like, you know, uh, pursuing you know your goals and your dreams at the ne- at the next level in terms of in terms of racing, in terms of running, and, perf- and just you know track in general. I guess you run so many events, I get <laughs> kind of lost. <laughs> well. uh it was honestly the college process was very tough for me. I had I moved up here and I had no clue about any schools in the area. No like knowledge of oh this this school is B1 and right here. This school is oh, excuse me. This school is a great sprinting program. I had no idea about any of that stuff. And uh I did. I have a good guidance counselor, but it was it's so many kids at Durfee where it's hard to really help out everybody and show everybody the same kind of um, you know TLC that they need in terms of picking the right college for them. And like I said, I finished thirteenth in the state my junior year, which is like where you need to start applying and looking. And honestly, after I wasn't even really doing any looking around. I did one tour, which was a UMass Amherst. And I still wasn't even familiar with the schools that much, but um, yeah, I, uh, my coach, my coach, uh, Corey Sleep, he was just saying, I went to UMass Dartmouth, I ran track there. Uh, coach Gardner, Coach Steven Gardner, currently my high jump coach is a legend. He was like, he's a great coach. I think you should go there, have a good pro- program. And uh, honestly, it was getting close to the deadline. I was like, screw it. I get, I'm going to go there. They're cheap and not too far. I'm going to go there. I'm still going to train this track, very kind of individual. I'm going to do my best. And I don't know, I'm trying to be the best I can there, try to get to the, to the headlines as best as I can. Which obviously you ended up doing like you said um field athlete of the year this year so um obviously at umd now what what was the what was like the biggest adjustment do you think what were you know did you change your training focuses how did everything kind of fall in place differently at umd as opposed to high school or was it all you know remote like you know relatively the same or, or were there some big adjustments or some even little adjustments to make um at Durfee, it was a bit, it was a lot different for me in terms of, especially uh, training-wise. Um, I realized that when I was training, a lot of the time I was doing training on my own at Durfee, where you, whereas somebody like my my friend, he's my nemesis, but he is my good friend, Jordan Williams. At Brockton, you have plenty of talent there where you can have a good training partner, somebody to push you practice every day to run fast whereas to me at Durfee I was kind of running against myself or like it was more of a mental battle like they had me go do my own reps or something over here and it was kind of just like I was kind of like winging it in terms of uh pushing to uh get to the next like to better myself you know it wasn't really uh I'm racing my friend at practice so we both can get better it was like no, like you need to execute on your own. But I got here and you got somebody who's already the face of the program, like George McCoolis. I'm a new guy, like, like it's cool. I did all this cool stuff in high school, but it's a totally different feel. Like I'm not the face anymore. Like back before it would be George for every UMass Dharmic post. And I was like, man, I want that to be me. Like I want it to be me. So we would train a couple workouts I did with George dude's a beast. He can, he can run crazy. It was like, he's insane. He's still into this fitness stuff till today, up to today. He was actually thinking about coming back and running another season. Um, but really the, uh, just the biggest difference I know is just like, it's a lot more structured. 
you know, uh, coaching is a lot, a lot more catering to uh, different things. It's it's like expected for you to know the basics though, compared to high school. Like you you should know certain things. Yeah, there's a different. Obviously, they set um, a different baseline once you get to that level. As a George, mm-hmm. George is one of the best. Like I said, best athletes I've seen uh, come through UMass. Just the same as you. Both both of you guys got you know a lot of the headlines like that. It's funny you mentioned that about the headlines in George because you you fall right in line with it. You know you're going right after. Um, what you wanted to do um were there any in terms of like you know obviously there was like a general you know training focus it was you know at Durfee it was a little bit harder to push yourself to a certain progression because you had to do it individually there wasn't really anybody that you know you were surrounded with that could you know physically push you through it It as more of a mental push obviously you adapt to someone like George or other elite guys at uh UMD it pushes you to do that too for the sense of just you know straight competition were in terms of like certain training like regiments or lifts or anything was there anything specific that you knew you had to change or anything that you did differently that you think progressed you further from the high school level to the uh, collegiate level oh yeah for sure i knew i needed to get in that weight room immediately i knew i needed to get in that weight room uh i got introduced great coach love him still my man to this day coach thomas uh, Ron Thomas at Durfee. He, I had a different coach when I first started for a high jump, but Coach Thomas came into the program and he uh, was a new high jump coach and he helped me get into, he helped me start getting into the weight room, simple stuff to help me get more explosive, more powerful. And I got here, I'm like, I'm not up to par. I'm not in shape. Like, obviously, I can run. I'm pretty fast as I am now, but. I need to get in that weight room to build that strength, get more muscle mass, because if I'm going to be doing all these events, my body's got to be able to handle all of it, you know. Uh, That was the biggest thing, especially over this, even still today, over this past summer, I was religiously in the weight room. A lot of lifting to make sure my body can handle the workload that I'm I'm doing at these practices. Yeah, no, I remember during the pandemic you put a, you put a, you put a lot of time into during uh, the pandemic because obviously that's the because it's kind of the plus of of running. You're not really handcuffed with running. I mean, a lot of weight training and stuff when gyms closed that was one thing. But I know you put in a good uh, a, a fair bit of time during the pandemic when we were away from school. Like, at least I remember you posting a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I was uh, I found my passion for fitness. Pandemic, I uh, wasn't doing anything else as a lot of people weren't. You know, I was like, I'm gonna start working out. I was running, like I said, I was still running my miles. Then I was doing, there was no gyms open. So I would do body weight training, a lot of Tabata. You guys definitely should check out Tabata. If you're in the HIIT workouts, stuff to get your heart rate up. I had my own, I was even like training a couple of my friends. Um, I'm actually still like, I'm at school now, so I can't really focus on it as much as I used, as much as I could, but, um, I definitely still want to pursue something in fitness industry training, something like that. I, I really love that. Yeah, I think I remember when I like originally like genuinely met you, it was right before the pandemic. I remember we were hanging out at one of the Dells. I gave you like a ride back to your dorm at that point. But I, I, I now that I'm thinking about it in terms of like the time you put in over the pandemic, like when my, my first like, like actually I think meeting you like, happened like right in that ballpark i think when people were still on campus for spring break i think what it was we were just hanging around there and like there wasn't much to do i think that's like when i genuinely like i first met you was in that ballpark at time it was either the february break or it was the spring break and we were both back there right exactly that's that's exactly when i started right before everybody got sent home was when i started to go to the gym and uh I still have their memories when I even first made my first Snapchat post for Killers Fitness. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been training. My progression's been pretty great since then. Uh, and shoot, you've been doing your thing in the gym too. Hey, I, I, I love the go to stuff I do. It's something. I mean, that's right down the road too from UMass. So oh, it's yeah. something I'd, 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 you know, I'd love to introduce people to and bring people in that are committed to it as well. Um, this, it, even sports or no sports, I'm always going to find love and fitness. I think that it's a good disciplinary thing to have in your life. Uh, looking good, you feel good. 
you know all of the above it like there's endless benefits and there's no there's no there's, the only bad thing i guess the only negatives with it are the injuries that can come from it but in reality you know you really have to be just stuff has you know stuff can go wrong stuff will go wrong go to you're not really going to get injuries but in general like there's, there's there's very very few negatives in comparison to the positives you get from consistently training um at especially at any level really but especially at the level that i think we put our time into you see a lot of the results uh relatively quickly and i mean like quickly as in months you know a lot of people don't see results over a couple of months i mean we're, we're guys that we can see results over a couple months because you see it from from season to season you put that time in at that high level you're seeing it in months and takes some people years to get to certain physiques and certain numbers uh, like the level of athletics that we're pursuing you know even though like i said even though it's still division three um there's still an incredible amount of progress that we make Hmm. yeah i i think uh i think people shouldn't be too fooled by these divisions yeah i, I people oh, will yeah. say you people and guys shouldn't be too people out there watching don't be too fooled you know there's a lot of great people especially at b2 level there was a, a post on instagram one of the track pages posting a d2 guy beating a bunch of lsu dudes in the 60 in a race turns out the guy's an olympian for the d2 school same thing with like a couple of events like there's people that are literal Olympians at, they're just at a school of their choice, you know, and um, not everybody can go D1. Like, no, nah, that's, that, I look at the basketball team too, the talent you have there. Um, exactly. Football has some guys, you know, UMass Dartmouth specifically, but you look anywhere, you know, there's plenty, there's Division three, Division two guys in the NFL. Um, Deontay Harris played at Assumption. There's plenty of offensive linemen, defensive, like, the list goes on and on. I, I say it, even though Division three, just to remind people, hey, like, it, it doesn't, we're not really, we're not handcuffed here. This isn't a joke. This isn't relative to high school, or this isn't just something you do in your spare time. Like, there is still a genuine, you know, commitment level and, and growth process there and results process and level of competition that, you know, it, it it's it's not just a throwaway. It's, it's still a genuine level of competition. You go watch that. Go watch the UMass Dartmouth men's basketball team. Watch that national tournament at the very least, or watch you run and perform at the national levels, and tell me, you know, if if, if Division three is just nah, it's only D three. If anybody who looks at it that way, I think is just foolish. Yeah. Also, to uh, another point to add on to that, um, it's it's uh it's not as much as a a job for us. We're we're doing this because we actually love the sport, you know. Um, a lot of the dudes who, when I was in high school, were at the top of their game, and all that. I'm telling you, I look, I, I check, I still check, and they're not doing the same thing. They went D1, they went huge D1, and they're just not producing like how they were in high school or how they were expected to do at the higher level. You know, not everybody can still produce, and I, I, I always, it's a shame. Like I, I want these guys to thrive. These Guys and women too, because um, obviously track and field's a multi-gender sport. You know, you got women out there doing great things too. But um, yeah, it's it's not as much. I'm doing it because I love it. Like showing up to practice, I I have fun. I have fun at practice every day. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, you, you division three. You gotta if if you're D one, you don't show up to practice. Skip practice. They're gonna snatch, they can snatch your scholarship. You're paying for school all of a sudden. D three doesn't make it. What different? It's not, it's not a incredibly huge difference. You know, it's like you're, you're like you said, you're there because you love it, because you want to pursue it, because you have a you have a passion in in the sport and in what you're doing. And any results you get out of it are, are because of that. You know, it's all directly related to the to your self discipline and self love of whatever you're of, of yourself or the events or you know sport that you're competing in. Couldn't couldn't agree, couldn't agree more on that note. So we'll get back. We got we will close it out with more more of the fitness and specific training or dieting, whatever we want to go through there. Um, but before we do, we'll we'll come back to the more of the present day. Kind of walk me through your first year at UMass Dartmouth and, and you know as, you know pretty much your career through UMass. Obviously, getting to work with George and then eventually getting to national events and now this year where a lot of it's culminating with an incredible amount of success for you kind of just walk me through the process to where you're at now at UMass Dartmouth in terms of your events and your success 
Uh, yeah, so um, start off my freshman year, we uh, got here and my goal before I even started running track, I told people like, oh, dude, I want to be an All-American. Like, that is the main thing I want to do. That's my goal right now. I competed indoor. Indoor is not really, some people use indoor as training for outdoor. Indoor is not really my uh, main sport, I guess, because spring track is a different sport from indoor, I, I guess you could say. But um, I never got the chance to compete in the 400 hurdles uh, outdoor because of COVID. So I was, obviously I'm disappointed because of that, but I'm like, I'm not, I gotta train. Like, I'm gonna use this time to get better. So I came back when we were back a lot on campus, we didn't get a indoor season here my sophomore year because of COVID. So came back spring semester and uh, not much. It's, it's so hard to run in New England because it's so cold outside. And obviously you want your muscles to be warm and loose. So running, especially something like a 400 where it's kind of like a sprint, it's, it is a sprint. Uh, your muscles tense up faster. It's harder to run faster times. I wasn't really running fast times to make nationals at the beginning of the season because A, the cold the cold is really a big factor. And B, there just wasn't any competition to push uh, me to those fast times. Like uh, there was a guy I, used, I, I raced in high school who I got a good amount of wins over at the big meets and uh, – I saw he ran, he's at a school, he's at, he was at Carnegie Mellon and he had dropped like a 54 in the 400 hurdles. I'm like, how do you do that? And I'm running, I think I was like running like 56 at the beginning of the season. And all of our meets were dual meets. We'd only face one team. Every meet was here at UMass. And it was only up until where I got, where it got warm out up until the, at the New England meet where I faced a D1 guys where I started to get into uh, my peak, into my season, to where I qualified to nationals, and then I broke the school record here. Um, then I realized, I, okay, all right, I'm better than what I thought I was. I thought I lost it over this over this break, and uh, yeah, making it to nationals, I was so excited. Like I was, I, I was, I think I came in ranked fourth. I came in ranked fourth, top. They lowered the amount of people who can get in because of COVID. So it was only, instead of top 20, it was like top 17 or 15. So ranked fourth with a 52.59. Uh, top seed was like a 51 or a 50 from a guy, Dallas Wright from Warburg. He's insane. He's tearing it up this year. I don't even know how he does it. That, that guy's insane. But uh, we get there. I see my family. They come out to the meet. And the actual race itself, it was just, it was, it was nuts. So I warmed up, I get all warmed up and then we go out on the track. I, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I wasn't really getting nervous for a lot of the meets throughout the season, but uh, I, uh, I'm i doing little strides on the infield before we go out and boom, just downpour rain out of nowhere, just a downpour. So we get into the blocks, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm talking to my, I took my glasses off. My coach is like right in the stand. So I reach up and hand him my glasses because there's no way I could see out of my glasses. Um, I'm so, all right, set, go, we go. And uh, they shoot the gun again. We get called back. I'm just like, all right, somebody false start. Like what happened? Uh, we do that. We literally do that again about three or four times. They get we we go in the blocks, we get called back about three or four times. Then we get told to go underneath the tent, the waiting area. So at this point, we're waiting underneath that tent for about five to eight minutes. Nobody's warm anymore. We're all soaking wet. We're the only event to get rained on. Finally, we get to go back out because the uh, I guess the timer was broken. The timer wasn't working when the guy sh the timer's connected to the gun. So it wasn't going, it wasn't going when the guy was shooting the gun. So they finally fix it. We go out, run the race, and I noticed like every block start that I did when they called us back, it was just getting weaker and weaker every time. Like my 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 uh, power to blocks was just like not the same from having to do it so many times. And I was all the way in the outside lane, so I just had to run on my own. 
there's nobody I can pace off of. I'm like, all right, I just got to go. Go, looks like I'm leading, whatever. We get around the corner, and it's a pack of uh, four of us and then a pack of the rest of the people on the inside lanes. And going over the hurdles, then you notice Dallas Wright, person seated with, he starts gapping uh, the three of us that were in the pack of four. And I'm just pushing him. You know, the prelims race, I was excited to even make it in the finals. All I had to do was finish to be an All-American. Get over the hurdle, get to the last hurdle, the guy Dallas right had the lead. I'm like, all right, whatever. I just need to finish. I'll be top four in the uh, in the country. I'll be an All-American. The guy Dallas right falls, slips, literally trips on the last hurdle and slides. Like, it was insane. I never seen something like that before. I've never... I've never raced somebody and they fall on the the last hurdle like that before. Like it was insane fall. I'm trying to push because me and the other two guys are like neck and neck. So I'm like, wow, this is like heaven sent. Like this is, I can win this. I start get over the last hurdle trying to push for the line. And I felt my hamstrings tightening up because we weren't, we weren't warm anymore. Just like the other two guys had a better kick than me. They got me in the, in the end. I ended up finished third. This man, this man Dallas Wright still finished fourth with a 54 second. He beat the other guys with a fall, literally fell belly on the track, slid, got back, got back up and still finished fourth to be an All-American. And he, and he won like team, his whole team won the uh, team title there too. He won a good amount of events too, but. I remember watching it. I watched, I streamed it on my phone. I remember, uh, I mean, I remember a lot of people like, you know, obviously tagging you in it watching it i remember streaming it on my phone i was watching it i'm like dude it's downpouring and i saw you guys went out went back in went out went back in yeah and i was like dude i feel bad for it not just you but for everybody i'm like i can't imagine the just the the mental the mental like destruction that that was out false start false start wasn't a false start it was this it was that under the tent from the rain then having the run in the rain i'm like i would have bust i'd bust my ass real quick in that rain like that kid Ooh. did the fact that he got back up and finished it i remember the kid went down because everybody else was neck and neck that was i was like leader went down i was like i think for a brief second your head was out in front of that i was like oh oh damn i was like hey he fell he went i was I, I don't even know i might have put it up on my tv at that point or but on my phone i was i was streaming it and i was like damn bro third third nationally i'm like i don't i mean Obviously, in the bid to win it too, it's not like you were just like happy to be there. Like genuine, com- yeah. genuinely competed like till the end, and I was just, I was like I was impressed with it, and I was like I can only imagine what the future holds for you in terms of you know competing in that event now. But yeah, it was a wild thing to watch, and like this is just getting out of like obviously there were still COVID restrictions. I don't think you know basketball had done their thing um, and won their title, but all the seasons were different. So I think it was nice to be able to, you know, it was, but we were still getting readjusted to being able to watch, you know, organized sports at really any level. I think still at that point was there was still that adjustment period there. I, I, I think at that time for that, right, because there were still so many restrictions and everything involved. What what, what month was that? And that was a. Uh... Um, maybe like I think it was I think it was March. It was around spring break. Yeah. Oh, was it? It was around spring break. Exactly. It was I think it was this month, actually. So, yeah, I think it was still because they were still getting readjusted to season stuff because there was no fall sports. So obviously, you get through some of the winter league basketball, and then it was, and then it was that, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much. I can't, yeah, I can't quite re- remember exactly, but uh, actually, it might have been after school. I think uh, classes and everything was over, and uh, yeah, I was, I was happy, man. My socks are wet. Everything's wet. I go over. I get the trophy. I'm just like, wow, this is like something I dreamed of. Like in high school, I was just good on like in the state level, and then now you're like, wow, on the national level, like this is crazy. This is this is nuts. And I don't know. I get back. The school shows mad love. I love everybody here. Everybody uh shows bad love to me. It's great. You know, it's awesome. And hopefully. I'm praying we ha- we can go do some great things this year. It's going to be tough because a lot of those guys, I think all of those guys are coming back this season. And like I said, like a lot of these dudes are doing some crazy things indoor. So I know we'll just have to wait and see. 
I like it's yeah. I every it, it is a very supportive community, especially with you know with, with a lot of the success that's going on with the school and and, and the winning and stuff like that. Um, between basketball, between track, between uh, football, doing well. Um, what is it? Um, like you said, obviously you had more people to to push you when you were there, but the UMass community as a whole. Um, what is it like in terms of like with all the winning? Does it rub off in a sense, you know, with everybody being so successful and pushing each other, um, you know, to higher levels from different sports point of view? Because the girls went to a championship team. The guys go to the uh, conference title game as well, win their conference in the regular season, uh, now going to the national tournament. You know, baseball's had some success. You know, you learn a lot of guys like Zach Souza's from Durfee. You know, you even got a, you, some some, Dur- some Durfee people in there too. Shea as well too. Um, and Kylie too. All in a couple of Durfee, Durfee athletes. Lot in of there. Durfee kids, yeah. Um, but obviously there's a lot of success amongst all the programs there. You guys, you feel like you guys kind of feed off each other in that sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I will tell you since my freshman year, and this is not a lie, the football team here has not lost a home game. I have not witnessed that home loss. And I, I think somebody should check that out, but I'm a hundred percent sure that they have not lost a home game since my freshman year here, since 2019. Which is, I mean, they didn't get a, a a a season last year, but still, that is crazy impressive. Then you come and I go to the ball games, and I got I got friends, of course, on all those teams. I'm just like, wow, everybody's doing great. Like, you got a lot of champions coming out of the school, and that's gonna help the school in the long term too. When it comes down to recruiting, a lot more people are gonna look at the school like, wow. You might have a two-sport, a football guy, basketball guy, football. Um, uh, you might have a soccer girl who runs track too. That's just gonna. That's really gonna help produce a lot of great athletes too to come here. What wanna, I uh, want to play for us. What I think is cool too is there's a lot of local people doing it. Marcus Azor from Brockton. Jake's from Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. You know, went to born Seedlands from Aponica. You're from Durfee. I mean, and then some of the football guys as well too. Maybe not. Not so much as local, but even DJ Machado went to Diamond. He's from Fargo, and he had a, he had a fantastic yeah. season. Um, you know, like I said, I like, Z- so um, like I said, Zach Sousa from Durfee, Shea from Durfee, and then there's other people that are from around from you know the Fairhavens of the world, the Vokes of the world. Um, I think it's really cool that a lot of local people are doing it too. It's more than just like no, we're not bringing people across the country here to do it. It's all happening right you know, within a pretty good radius. Maybe get the Connecticut's and the New York's too. And I'm not throwing shade at anybody who isn't from Mass or isn't from the local <laughs> South Coast area. But I just think it is really neat that there are a lot of successful people from the South Coast as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's crazy. These names, some of them I I haven't I haven't even heard of, but then they come here and they just produce. They just produce. And it's it's great to see. It's really great to see. It's in Especially... Some- Especially us, sorry, somebody like Marcus Azor, I didn't even realize, because I went to Durfee and I watched all the games, and I, I was talking to my friend from Brockton, who actually knows Marcus too. I'm good friends with Marcus too. Um, I never remember even seeing him uh, play in the games when I was at Durfee, and we would face Brockton. I didn't even remember. My friend's like, yeah, he didn't even start, because Brockton was such a deep school. He didn't even start at uh, Brockton, uh, my friend was saying, and he comes here and just going off just every game he's, he's doing something crazy yeah it's something to be said too about the the coaching too that's able to you know focus and say hey we're going to recruit locally we're going to build locally we know who we got and, and build from there because you see just the the transcendent talent and the growth of all those a lot of these local guys and local people um obviously in the recruiting process they understand that locally the convenience close to home all the above but then able to being knowing they're able to work with them and understand what their background is and understand where they're from or who they know or the coaches they've had, obviously it allows them to elevate them in terms of how they how they coach them too, which I think is you know really unique and obviously the success level is is there for the school. Oh yeah, for sure. We're we're definitely switching on over to a, a winning culture here at uh, Mass Dartmouth. So I'm happy about that. Winning culture is the way to go. <laughs> I I. I don't think anybody will disagree with you there. Um, unfortunately, a part of you know more of a, a down culture right now here at, as to where I'm at, which you know it's frustrating. But you only you can only 
Shout out D. Shout out D. Oh man. Oh man. Oh transfer portal. This is. That's it. I I wish I was kidding, bro. I wish I was kidding. You should have stayed with us, man. If UMD had um if UMD had my major, I would have stayed for sure. I would have stayed for sure. Um, but you know we're evaluating, we're evaluating stuff. Stuff goes on. End of the day, I want to get my degree, um, and I'll support you guys. You know, no matter what, I I, I support all my friends as much as it pisses off people here. So you have no idea how many people it frustrates you. I was gonna that. say that you always keep it up here. I'm like, I know those guys when you're like, bro, he's a traitor. <laughs> uh, yo, I I catch so much heat for it, but you know, like in reality, I'm like, why am I gonna, why why am I not gonna support my friends? Like it doesn't matter where they are. I go. And and I go, I I'm also lucky to be able to go home pretty much every weekend and see everybody there and hang out with a lot of my close friends. Like it doesn't like I don't care where you're from or what school you go to. It's like if you're a genuine person in my life, I'm gonna, you know, commit genuine action to you and you know, love and support and, and be genuine. I don't it doesn't matter where I'm at or where they're at in that sense. Um, the support exactly. in the in the genuineness is gonna be there. And it's reciprocated on to me, which makes it, you know, easier. If it wasn't reciprocated to me, it wouldn't matter, but it's reciprocated to me in both ways mm-hmm. when are you coming back i remember when i first got back you know maddie vals picked me up we went to the we went to that football game you know we had, hadn't seen me in a couple um a couple of months so just you know the energy reciprocated i wouldn't i wouldn't give out as much as i did if it didn't come back to me in what i do with this or what i do you know wherever it may be so that's just where it is it's just it's just genuine relationships that i i, I built there and i continue to to run with so as much heat as i catch for it um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Cause I know that I have genuine people in my life that I'm, I'm going to be able to rock with. Um, and, and you can't, you're not just going to find that anywhere. Cause I haven't found it here and it's to nobody's fault. It's just how things go. I found such a solid group of people there and I, I'm not, I'm not going to what, what title I hold in terms of where I go. I'm not going to let that, you know, drag any of that down. I, I appreciate genuine people that I have in my life and a lot of them happen to be there. So that's, that's all I can say on that. That's all I can say on that. We love you over here at UMD, man. Come back, come back home. <laughs> I got my, I got my, I got my one year, got my one year left. Oh God, I wish they had my major. Um, Sheesh. But like I said, you know, you know, y'all know, I always, I always support you. Um, I guess the last thing we can close it out there with, obviously, you have the national stuff. Uh, you have the Killer Cam Fitness. You have, you, you mentioned the training and stuff like that. I think it's one of the cool things for me, and it allows me to support you even more. And the same thing with anybody that has a private gym story, you know, you see their workouts and you're closer friends with them. Um, there's, I have a greater appreciation for you as well, too, in terms of the results you get and root for you more because I can see how much time you put in, the dedication, the lifts, the different styles of lifts and training. Um, but, you know, obviously we kind of touched on Killer Camp Fitness. Uh, where do you want to, is that like your brand you're going with? Do you want to brand that? Do you want to build that in terms of like, you know, the age of influencing is crazy right now. Um, yeah. have you, um, do you have any, like, what are your, do you have any like long-term plans of that specifically? Or do you, do you just want to get into the field of training yourself? Like, or just, you know, just enjoying it as it goes right now. Yeah. I want to start off. I want to start off that by stay, saying that, um, uh, younger Younger me would be very proud of me right now because um, it's never very confident. Like I said, very skinny, frail guy. I was self-conscious, self-conscious about myself and my appearance. So actually getting started, I I started my uh, fitness journey with Killer Fitness too. So it took a lot for me to like, man, I'm going to post this on my, I started on my private story on Snapchat and I kind of, I, I still post on there from time to time and I'm probably going to get back into it as soon as uh, I get more time in the in my day. But um, yeah, I mainly did it to, uh, to encourage my friends who might have a hard time getting to the gym. And I eventually, the more and more I kept posting and uh, the progress I made, people slide up and then they feel comfortable asking me questions and things and it felt great and it made me want to keep posting more and more and uh give more knowledge to people who are weren't as confident to get into the gym and that's the biggest part for me like I know there's people out there that really 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 want to do better for themselves but they they just they just don't really have the support 
or know where to even start. So coming from somebody, I feel like I'm a pretty relatable person. And I feel like I have a, a decent amount of, of friends out there who uh, who, would, who would actually uh, listen to me. Um, I thought it would just be a great idea. Like, man, I'm this is my passion. I'm loving it. People are actually giving me feedback on it. And I want to go with it. But yeah, I, I started an Instagram page. I made it inactive because I, I'm not able, during school, it's kind of hard to put with, with sports and school. And it's kind of hard to put um, the amount of time that I want into it. But don't, I'm not finished with it. It is something that I want to make a brand. I actually have a couple of merch items made. My friend got, got them made for me. And um expect more from uh kills fitness in the near future because uh i definitely am going to pursue more with that like definitely in i'd say in the summer you're definitely going to get a lot more i will be training probably 10 times harder because my next goal is to be a national champion and that's going to require me to go take my training to the next level it's always the next level so uh Yes, Kills Fitness is definitely something I want to become a brand. I I train people. I don't I don't charge at the moment. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't like, charge people. I, my trainer said the same thing. He goes, you get you, you didn't train people free at first. This is how it goes. You just have to build up that you brand. To, you have to. You have to. It's it's how you build a good uh, base of people who eventually will support you when it's time to come to uh, charging people. But I'm looking into getting certified in a lot of different stuff and uh personal training things like that too so uh yeah it is something i would love to pursue and you'll see a lot more of uh, me posting fitness stuff e even track related training stuff too i might even touch into a uh, track and field training now so you said it's it the page is inactive so i guess it's not up we can't plug it at all because i want to i want to plug it i do want to plug it i mean obviously i'll plug uh i, I mean i could put it back up but it's nah, very nah, we'll, just, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it for what you want to it's not it's bad stuff i actually i actually have my tabata workouts my my tabata workout i have a couple workouts Those in there crazy bro but, uh, just, tabata, oh yeah oh yeah i, I have awesome. a couple it's, it's good but it's just like I want to keep posted actively, but I just haven't been able to put more time in. Like it's the posters from with school, it's tough. Not even, not even to mention a sport. Because I went MIA when I decided to play football. As to into where I did play football, that was pretty much from March to November, where I didn't post anything on here, and that's mm. that's an extended period of time. So I totally feel in that. But when it does come around, obviously I'll be I'll be plugging it. I don't know how I didn't see. It. Maybe I probably did follow. It, did did it? I I don't. I would. I'd find it hard to believe. I, I don't, that I'm not sure. I, I, I just. I just definitely. I definitely know. Like it's. I have my private Snapchat. My private Snap on on a Snapchat for the fitness page. Yeah. It's just a lot more easy to post on that. Yeah. You gotta. You definitely gotta put a lot more time in uh catering into running the Instagram page. So, um. Definitely Snapchat stuff come, but I really wanna put more time into the Instagram when I when I get more time. And to and to talk about some of your growth too, I never would have even thought of you as someone who wasn't more of a confident person or just kind of like outgoing I, I never would have even thought for a second that you weren't that because i've only ever known you as outgoing confident like that dude I, that's the only like the only like you know character i've known you as in terms of that so i want to talk about some growth there too though even though even you know more compliments your way even though you know the medals and stuff they're probably weighing down your neck i gotta Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. I'm trying to stay grounded. I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, for for sure, like that's I said, you you're able to come on here and speak. Not everybody's able to do it, by the way. I know even some people that are good at it, they don't think they are. I mean, um, Jake Ashworth is like, do you think I did all right when he went on another person's show and he, he talked about me because he did um he was talking about how like the, talking about the game and being as active and and talking and chirping in a sense that some people would say, uh, depending on the sport that he's playing. Um, he's so active in his communication, knowing the game, defensive ro rotation. He's such a good teammate, first guy off the bench, loud, energetic, um, loves you to death, you know. But he was talking that when I played him when when I played against him in high school and he played for Bourne, I couldn't stand him. I could not stand listening to him in the dugout. I I, I remember he struck me out on a pitch like that was like a foot off the plate, but it was like thirty degrees and we were down like six nothing. And it was freezing. I mean, it was like the sixth inning. The umpire was like, I'm going home, getting out of here, pump, ring this kid up. I remember being pissed. He was all hooting and hollering. I was like, I can't stand this kid. 
<laughs> that, you know, Jake, that is the man. I, I know a lot of people, if you're on the opposite side and you're, you're, you're the opposition, you're not going to like him. But, but if you're on his team, you're, you'll love him. Well, not even still, because he's going to compete. He's going to push you every day. Those guys stay in practice. He's always boss to the wall every, every practice. Nah, it's, and, and he's my favorite teammate ever. I played baseball with him in Legion, and I wasn't even friends with him until Legion. He's, he's one of my best friends to this day, one of the most impactful and genuine people in my life. And that's what he said in the show, too, because Lucas said he used to hate me. Now, you know, I'm one of his favorite teammates ever. It is that that communication uh, is contagious, and just, you know, having that having that confidence stuff. And like I said, he wasn't too sure of how he did. I said, dude, you, you, you speak very well. You, you're, you're clear. You know, your speech is clear. What you talked about in terms of that that story, anecdotally relating to the localness of the show that you were on, talking about adjustments to college, like, I mean, some people don't give themselves enough credit in doing this as as it did, but like in terms of that, would you have ever seen yourself like, going like, at your high school self, like early high school self? Could you have ever seen yourself like stepping into this scene onto this? Dude, uh, no, I not my high school self. I actually took an interest in the podcast. Over, uh, I think it was over quarantine. I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. That's our guy. So when I was watching those podcasts, I thought, man, I love to be on a podcast. I like talking. <laughs> I think, I think, I think you. I think it's when you saw me at, at state too one night. I think it was that you said something. Yeah. I was like, I was like, bro, you're like I, I will like one day I will get I will get you there. I I feel like it's unfair yeah, you don't to have me back, man. This can't be a one time thing. No, no, no. We're gonna we we'll keep we we'll can keep you on. But, like, especially through national stuff, dude, what I want to do with this eventually, too, is as it builds and I bring more guests on, there's a there's, 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 there's a method to my madness. I don't want to do this where I'm not consistently posting because if I just post someone out of nowhere, like, I have an interview with Jake that, while the file itself got all jacked up and I adjusted mm-hmm. that, I haven't been able to post again. And it's about, you know, the kidney situation, the surgery, the NCAA article. That's legit stuff. He doesn't deserve me just to throw that out there and use that to, to, to garner interest. I need to post on my own, post my solos, post like – he deserves the full attention from the people that follow me to, to also build with his crowd and his family and his people that will watch it. I don't want to just use that as a one-time. It, it deserves the full credit. So the same thing we're bringing you on, the same thing we're bringing my trainer on. I had to build this up in the sense where I brought it back, you know, put it out there. It's known that I'm doing this. More people are seeing it. People bring it up to me here at school, at other schools. Because you guys, when I bring you guys on, I want to make sure you guys get the full attention you deserve. I'm not just doing a one-time thing. In t- not in terms of like wh- how much I bring you on, but like I post and then I don't post again for three months. You don't deserve that. You deserve the full attention of what it is. And not just for it being a comeback episode, but for it being dedicated to you. So that's why you know, I've held off on a lot of this stuff. And I finally put it together to the point now where I'm really comfortable with it. Comfortable bringing guests on. Even when I bring guests on. We don't have to do an hour and so so long with you. I can bring you on for 20 minutes to, to talk about a certain thing or a certain subject or a certain event that you just ran, and then I can go back to my show. I can you know put it in there, and I can bring you on exactly. as, as it goes through so it's more convenient for you. But you've also already been on the show, and people understand who you are, and you have that background. So it's not like I have to reintroduce you or anything. Like It's known. So that consistency that will build with that, you know, I committed myself to pretty much once a week. I don't think I've been totally on once a week, but at least if I can do 52 new episodes in a, in a year, that's insane. 52 episodes goes a long way just for someone who's you know 22 and in college. Uh, but that's why, you know, there was a method in my madness. I, didn't wanna, I wanted to make sure that when I bring people on that I'm consistent with it, the time's there for it, and I can they get the attention that they deserve. And I, I can't thank yeah, you enough uh, for, for joining dude, me. I want to I wanna shout out to you and applaud you for doing this. He's a great guy so great layout he's got going to to juggle college and doing a podcast and actually being so organized with it you're doing a great job man i i want to be back on here i love this too i, I appreciate you bro like i said it's it's gonna be um and all the stuff with killer camp fitness and stuff too like obviously you'll be able to I'll, i can help you with that with like video editing whatever it may be that you, that you need done that's all kinds of stuff that i can help you with too that I, I like to help people with this is a passion of mine you know like you have a passion for running and working out i have a passion for working out too but this is the true passion, being behind a microphone, producing, um, editing, stuff like that. It, it's come naturally to me, and I just enjoy, you know, seeing the product on screen. It's just the way everybody has their canvas to paint. You know, everybody has their life's canvas, and I this is just the way I choose to paint it. Um, and and I, I enjoy it so much. So I appreciate 
um, the kind words from you. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on before we sign it off? I think we pretty much, I think we got everything. Like I said, there's not always a guarantee we get everything on the script, but it ran pretty well. I think we set it up pretty well to get to Killer Camp Fitness at the end too. We touched upon certain things early, then went, then kind of went back and then worked it back to here as to where, you know, I think everything kind of finished with a pretty solid slam dunk. Well, yeah, for sure. I think we touched upon everything. And if we did it, like I said, I will be back. I got to be back on this, man. Uh, we got to catch you after Nationals. You know, we got to have the, have the Nationals. Um, and then, obviously, okay. spring season, too. So we got we got plenty. And then after that, whenever, like, during the summer, like I said, like, even collabs, if you wanted to do a Killer Camp Fitness thing, we'll probably get some workouts in over the summer, depending on how our schedules line up. I'm sure we'll both be busy. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. That's true. That's a fact. But... What we do know is you will be back on, and I have really enjoyed this. So, Cam, again, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for everybody for tuning in. Um, it's your boy Rufus, and for Cam, signing off. Safety.